It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 5-4 to four in an absolutely bananas game. Like, I don't really know another way to describe it. Gary Lawless said bizarro world. There's a lot of reasons to go with that narrative. But let's bring in Dan Duva, the voice of the Golden Knights, to try to make some sense of this game. And Dan, going into the third period, it it really looked like the Sharks were in full control. And the Golden Knights, whose power play let them down early on in the game, gets a big one to make San Jose think about it a bit. Yeah, we could be here all night unpacking what happened in this game. We might just be here all night unpacking the third period alone. (laughs) This was, you know, there are all kinds of efforts made by managers, by coaches, by players to direct the flow of a game in a certain direction. This is how we want to play, and that will lead us toward victory. Nothing that happened today seemed to follow each team's plan uh, the way you would draw it up. And the Knights prevail, of course. Um, They've had a couple of periods against the Sharks here that did not really go very well. And, you know, at the same time, I I don't think you're expecting Mario Ferraro to put the Sharks in the lead. Uh, You're certainly not expecting Ryan Reeves to put the Knights in the lead. Like, these are guys who had not scored all year, yet they scored go-ahead goals today. And that happens in hockey. That's why you never leave the rink early. You never turn (laughs) off your radio until the final horn sounds because something like this happens. And Vegas is, in a, you know, rather impressive way, made a habit of this. And they have had third-period comebacks already this year. Remember, it had been talked about when the Knights had the big comeback against the Blues last year. They had no comebacks. They would fall behind, and they just... Then they finally did it against the Blues, but then they fell behind again, fell behind again, fell behind again, fell behind again, and then they fired their coach. Now, all of a sudden, this team, when it does fall behind and they're having an off day, they still manage to come back and win. And Pete DeBoer said this on the pregame show today. Good teams find ways to win on off nights. I'll say it one more time. This direct quote from Pete DeBoer earlier today, speaking about last night's game or Monday's game. Yep. Good teams find ways to win on off nights. And again, like they scored the first goal, it didn't look too good after that. Unlike Monday when they bounced into form for the second period and played well the rest of the way, they went in the wrong direction in the second period. But somehow, even though it was on the whole an off night, they dialed it up in the third period and another comeback win, a four-goal third period with some unlikely heroes. And uh, that, that only begins to scratch the surface. You know, you, you talk about unlikely heroes, and Tomasz Nosek has himself a third period, obviously a couple of assists, but it's the, the power play opportunity, clearly because you've got Mark Stone and, and Jonathan Marcheseau in the box, but like y- y- you like to see guys get certain opportunities and then really make the most of them. Yes, and we talked about that a bit with Marcia So and Stone in the box at the time, Gary asked the good question, you know, which team does this hurt more? And my thought was it's it's partly because of what, of course, Logan Couture and what Tomas Hurdle do for a team that is not as deep as the Knights. But my other thought was the Knights have done a lot when players 
without prominent roles are thrust into more prominent situations. Look at Chandler Stevenson. Who mm -hmm. would have thought yeah. that he would be what he is when he was acquired? Uh, just most recently, Tomas Nosek. The last few games playing with Watt and Tuck. You know, that's been a revelation. You know, playing the last couple of games, season high in minutes. And <laughs> today, it's, again, Carrier comes back. Uh, Nosek is there in the fold. We, t we talk about Nosek and that Calder Cup champion. I reference it. Uh, often because he was looked to as one of those clutch minutes players in the American League. You throw Yurko into the mix today, maybe it, you know, jostled some memories of times in the American League. And, you know, he's out there in critical minutes. I think that uh, even before those two assists in the late stages of the game, I thought Nosek was playing really, really well. Uh, Will Carrier was doing a lot of things. Of course, almost had the goal for Reeves until it was taken off the board with goalie interference, but I think that a lot of these guys, you might become complacent when you're in the same spot in the lineup doing the same thing game in and game out. You're going to do your job. You're a pro. But somehow when things are jostled around a bit, you find yourself in a different role, in a different position in the game with different guys on the ice, it somehow alivens a, a certain experience from another point in your career. It gets the juices flowing, and it uh, obviously flowed well for the Knights. Let's let's pause on Ryan Reeves for a second because you know he, he gets the goal right like that that's a huge huge goal for Ryan Reeves but he's in the middle of a lot tonight he, certainly the hit early on in the game that uh, that was not penalized against Ryan Reeves then he does draw that high sticking penalty I thought the fourth line for the Golden Knights consistently was able to play in the offensive zone and then Ryan Reeves chipping in when it matters most like. It's got to feel good to have that type of game for Reeves where a lot of the talk going into it was the rough stuff and what were we going to get from Curtis Gabriel. Ryan Reeves just goes out and plays a hockey game. And, you know, if it's, it's a weird thing, and who knows if perhaps scoring the goal that was waved off uh, with video replay, if that breaks the proverbial glass. You know, it's like, okay, I got one in. Uh, whether or not he knew it would be taken off the board when it went into the goal, you still have that feeling of, hey, I finally, finally, finally scored a goal. And they take it off the board, but maybe that gives you the sense, you know what, I, I really can put the puck in the goal. It, it, it can be done. It's not that foreign to me. So who knows? Maybe that was uh, helpful, even though the first one didn't count. But the fact that he you know, in air quotes, scored twice today. I, I, I think that there, there's something to be said for a guy who gets rewarded when a lot of other things around him, um, you know, are from his doing. You mentioned drawing the penalty. Carrier draws a penalty. We said this to Will on the pregame show today. Hey, you know, haven't scored, but how many times have you drawn a penalty, which has led to a Vegas power play and a meaningful power play goal? Boom, it happened again. You know, Dan, I, I guess the, the greater question right now is, is in terms of the San Jose Sharks, right? Like, certainly two better games from San Jose Monday and tonight, but just cannot seem to put the Golden Knights away. Like, if you're San Jose, what do you pull out of this game? That you've got a better goaltender in Devin Dubnik than you have in Martin Jones. And uh, Dubnik has now started 11 games compared to Jones, 16. And though Dubnik loses today and lost the game on Monday, what he has done, the numbers would bear this out, his goals against average save percentage, and I would project some other statistics and analytics too. But just Dubnik has kept San Jose 
in these games. And while he does surrender five goals in this one, uh, seven goals over the course of these two games, that is not something that we really think about with the Sharks. Mentioned it to Gary a little while ago. They are 30th coming into the day in team goals against average. And frankly, just Martin Jones has had this precipitous decline, and he's particularly bad against Vegas. I wasn't surprised at all today when Dubnik started for the Sharks or on Monday, um, despite Jones having actually won recently. I mean, Jones uh, did uh, play in the course of this three-game winning streak they had coming into this one. But, uh, you know, it just, uh, it just has been a rough go for Martin Jones, and I think that if you're going to have a, a chance to go forward, you've got to go with the better goaltender more often. And um, I think that, you know, th these teams are going to play a few more times this year, obviously. <laughs> uh, and, and you would be encouraged by the way that you played and managed to score some goals against Marc-Andre Fleury, who has been impenetrable against other clubs. But at the same time, I think that the, the L on the scoreboard, once again, the Sharks are uh, losers against the Knights in the regular season, uh, especially this year. They haven't won yet. So I, 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 other than the goaltending takeaway uh, in the bigger picture, uh, I, I don't know that there's too much that you can really uh, – turn forward other than uh, hey we can win some games but the, they've lost four of their last seven and all four were against Vegas as always Dan thank you for joining us here you're going to need some rest after that third period it was non-stop heck of a call and thank you again for joining us well thank you Ryan appreciate it good night that is the voice of the Golden Knights Dan Duva we're back with more on the AAA insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network presented by Dollar Loan Center We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. And welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Sharks 5-4 to four in regulation. The Golden Knights went into the third period down 3-1. to one. Let that one sink in for you. Vegas really turned it on in the third period, found different ways to find the back of the net. And I'll tell you, key stat in this game for me, it's not shots on goal, it's not hits, it's not block shots, it's none of that. Going into the third period, the Golden Knights were 0 for 3 on the power play. And and we, we had talked about it in the intermission report, when, when you have an opportunity, you're up early in a game, you get three power play opportunities in the first period, you have to really find a way to put the puck in the back of the net. Golden Knights didn't do that. They did do it in the third period, and that is what salvages the game. Let's go to Shea Theodore and Alec Martinez as they address the media. You know, pretty much the whole second period. So, um, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're down two. I know we had that mentality of, you know, get one, get one early or get one on the power play and, um, you know, try to get one with the goalie pulled. But, um, you know, I thought we did a great job. I thought, you know, the physicality helped. Um, you know, we had a lot of guys step up and, um, you know, I think in some of those games when, again, when we're sticking together as a group, um, you know, I think we, we find the positive outcomes and, um, you know, that that's just, that's the way we like to play it. So, 
Next question tonight goes to Stormy Bonatoni, Vegas Golden Knights. Um, no, I mean, I think it's just sticking to it. I think, you know, everyone goes through those stretches where, you know, they feel like nothing's working or, um, you know, they're in a little bit of a rut. And again, with, you know, so many games, you know, this year, we only have, you know, a day off and you're back playing. So sometimes it's hard to, to get away from it and kind of refresh your mind. But, um, you know, I feel like just trying to, just trying to play simple, um, you know, play smart defensively and, you know, everything will come from there. Final question for Shay and Alec goes to Jesse Granger, the athletic. For for Alec, you've blocked a lot of shots throughout your career. I'm wondering, is there anything you've learned over the years, maybe to, to be more effective at it or to protect yourself while you're doing it? Um, well, I've been blessed with a lot of really good equipment managers that have had it added uh, padding to, you know, some of the, the pads that I already wear. Um, I mean, I think that there's uh a little bit of skill involved, um, you know, trying to read where it's going to come off a stick. Uh, but I think it's, I don't know, it's just a mentality. I think, you know, it was something that I, I kind of adopted, I guess, early in my career that it was, uh, it was something that I had to do in order to get into the lineup and then stay there. So, um, it's something that I've tried to work on. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think that it's some, uh, outrageous skill or anything. It's just, just a matter of being in position and, and trying to do it. Guys, thanks for doing this. That was Shea Theodore and Alec Martinez as they addressed the media after tonight's five to four win over the San Jose Sharks. We will bring Pete DeBoer, head coach Pete DeBoer, as soon as he steps to the podium to address the media as well. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Chandler Stevenson not in the lineup. Alex Tuck not in the lineup. Alex Petrangelo not in the lineup, moved to long-term injured reserve uh, today for the Golden Knights. So this is a Golden Knights team that did come into this game a bit banged up and, and, and fighting the injury bug just a little bit. But you know what? That's what you, you – sometimes you got to battle through those games. And, and when you don't have a full lineup, when you don't have your regulars in the rotation, when you've essentially got to create a brand-new third line, as Pete DeBoer did going into this game – uh, y you take the wins any way that you can get them. And, and it's certainly not exactly the way Vegas drew it up, but they're glad to bring those two points home. Let's head back down to the podium, bring in Pete DeBoer. Justin. Hey, Pete, you've obviously uh, seen this rivalry from the beginning from both sides of it and Ryan Reeves' involvement in it. Um, just to see him get his first of the season in that situation to give you guys the lead, what's that like for you to see him do that yeah, you know, Revo's worked really hard. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, with all the distractions of, of uh, you know, kind of the antics uh, of their guy uh, through the first couple of games, I thought he did a great job of keeping his uh, focus and playing hockey. And, and uh, you know, he was obviously a much more important, important part of this game tonight than, than uh, Gabriel was. Next question for Pete goes to Jesse Granger at The Athletic. Hey, Jesse. 
we talk a lot about Alec Martinez's shot blocking. Um, I counted four blocks in the final minute. How big of an asset is he, especially in those five-on-six situations where you know there's traffic and the goalie might not be able to see the shot to, to know that he's going to get in front of it? Yeah, he's a warrior. I mean, I come out here every every press conference and talk about uh, you know his commitment to, to do whatever it takes to win. And, you know, it's not an accident. A guy like that's a multiple Stanley Cup winner. So uh, happy he's on our, our team. Next question for Pete goes to Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Ben. Hi, Pete. Uh, Cody Glass scores that net front goal on the power play uh, quickly, about five seconds in. Just how huge was that goal to get you guys momentum going there in the third? Yeah, it was huge. You know, I, 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 uh, I thought our, our power play um, was complicating things early in the game. We had three in the first and, and really didn't generate anything. Um, you know, came back and simplified it and just decided to get pucks and bodies to the net and got rewarded. So, I mean, that's that's the message. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad the power play got a chance to redeem itself because early in the game, it, it really, uh, you know, didn't look good and, and, and suck some energy from, from what we were doing. Go to Willie Ramirez with the Associated Press. Hey, Willie. Hey, Pete. Go back to the rivalry on, on the whole tonight. You have a uh, you look at the stat sheet and the five scores, and you look at the two guys who got in a fight. Uh, it just brings out it seems to bring out the heart and soul of uh, of in this within this rivalry. Uh, can you just touch on the on it big picture? Yeah, that's a great point. Willie. I don't know if it's April Fools or St. Patrick's Day when you see you're right Reeves Reeves scoring and and Couture and Hurdle and Stone and uh, fighting so um, you know it, it was it definitely wasn't a typical game but uh, it, it was really hard fought I mean they're obviously a desperate team they don't want to go 0 and 5 against us they're fighting for a playoff spot so you know they they threw <coughs> a real good game at us and. Uh, you know, it took us 40 minutes to kind of get uh, get involved. Next question for Pete goes to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, David. Hi, Pete. Ryan mentioned that you guys just kind of know how to win in the third period. Maybe they don't. I guess where does that come from from you guys? Where do you develop that ability to, uh, you know, stay in the game and come back in the third period if you have to? I think I think our group has a confidence to what we do, and you know I think we've done it uh, enough that we know uh, you know that if we can get uh, a certain amount of pressure on the other team at the at the right moments in the third, that uh, we've got a chance to grab that momentum. And and at home here, that momentum, you know, is 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 tenfold what it is on the road with the the crowd starting to get into it and the building started to rock um you know that, that's a huge piece of it too too here at home time for a couple more with pete tonight next we'll go to stormy bonatoni vegas golden knights stormy can you talk about that momentum there were so many ebbs and flows throughout the course of this game how from the second period specifically on did they handle that yeah well we, we talked at the end of the second and and we hadn't uh you know done a good enough job getting inside at their net to score and, and hadn't done a good enough job of keeping them outside at our net from scoring. So, 
you know, really, really, it was simple as that. It was, it was just let's let's uh, let's make sure for these 20 minutes that we're throwing pucks and bodies to the net, and you know, uh, whatever that looks like, uh, you know, we should get rewarded, and and we did, and we got some some great contributions from some guys tonight, and you know, Flower again, uh, you know, for the number of games he's played, uh, gave us another solid effort back there. This question goes to Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hey, Brian. Hello, Pete. Hey, could you talk about uh, on the power play, Carlson wins the draw, leads to the quick goal. Nosek had a big night uh, in the faceoff circle. He was 7-1. and one. Could you just talk about the importance of getting the guys to bear down in the faceoff circle like that? Yeah, you have to start with the puck and, and – uh... You know, I thought uh, in the third period we won a bunch of big draws. Um, you know, that second power play goal was was carrier to Nosek. Uh, you know, two guys who traditionally don't play on the power play. Uh, goes to show you our depth. We were short some guys tonight, some guys in the box uh, with the fights, and um, those guys stepped in and, and uh, did a great job on the power play. So I'm sure they're going to be knocking on my door for another opportunity. Um, but yeah, I mean, the face-off circle, all those little details are, are things that you have to have in place in order to win. Final question tonight goes to Alan Snell, LV Sports Biz. Hey, Alan. Hey, Pete. Um, can you talk a little about Jonathan Marchesho's passing this season? You know, he was kind of known as a guy who liked to shoot, but it seems like he's picked up his game in the passing department. Uh, what's your take on that? Marshy's just a good hockey player. You know, I, I think he has the ability to, to shoot it if that's the look or, or he, uh, he has ability to, to find a pass. He's just, he's just a hockey player. And, uh, you know, I think he's had an excellent start to the season for us. He's been one of our most consistent guys and been really happy with him. Pete, thanks for doing this. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's post-game interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. Triple A Insurance Post Game Show: The Golden Knights defeat San Jose five to four in regulation in a wild game. Let's go all the way back to the first period, and it's Shea Theodore opening the scoring. Worked it up the wall, and it was kept in and put back toward the goal. Dubnik had to make a save. Now Theodore with a right wing shot, score! Vegas takes a one nothing lead. Sixteen fifteen to go in the first period. That's Theodore for Max Pacioretty, 3 minutes, 45 seconds into the game to make it one nothing Vegas. We head to the second period, and really it's the Sharks pushing as Matt Nieto would tie the game. Around the perimeter, and now on the left side, here is Timo Meyer centered, score! Little tip in front, roof shot, and it is a 1-1 tie. 
That's Nieto from Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle at 621 of the second period to make it 1-1. Just over a minute later, the Sharks would take the lead. And we'll keep it in the zone for Kane, right wing. Hard pass left, off a skate. Here's a shot, off the side of the cage, a rebound, score! Well, the Knights all disconjointed yeah. after first the hit from Martinez and then on the re-entry. Mario Ferraro from John Leonard and Evander Kane at 7.57 in the second period made it 2-1 San Jose. The Sharks, continuing to push, would get another goal from Kevin LeBanc. He shoots through traffic, kick save, rebound in front, they score! Somehow that extra bit from the Sharks multiple times kept the play alive. 3-1 Sharks with under five minutes to go in the second period. That's LeBanc from Kane and Ferraro at 15.07 of the second period to make it 3-1 San Jose. And we would go to the third period. The Golden Knights would get an opportunity on the power play. And I know it's not traditional, but this goal from Cody Glass is the AAA insurance save of the game. Side of the net, the Knights have scored! Power play goal! Right from the draw, Shea Theodore ripped it on net. Cody Glass held his ground and steered it around Dubnik. The Knights strike on the power play and now trail 3-2. to two. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. That goal, a power play goal from Cody, Gla uh, from Cody Class. The assists go to Shea, Theodore, and Mark Stone at 643 of the third period to make it 3-2 San Jose. Mark Stone, Tomas Hurdle, they dropped the gloves, and shortly thereafter, Nick Haig would tie the game. Here's Haig to the right, a shot, Sam Dubnik! He went airborne, lifted his legs, and stopped White Cloud. That's a strange-looking but effective save. Now Haig scores! Tie game! Nick Haig fires it home, and the Knights have tied the Sharks 3-3 three three with 10 minutes to play. That's Haig from Marcheseau and Carlson at 10.03 of the third period to make it 3-3. Three three. Just a minute and 25 seconds later, Ryan Reeves would score the go-ahead goal. From the drop, a Haig shot blocked. Knights control again. Here's White Cloud to the middle. A one-timer tipped. Score! Vegas takes the lead! That's Reeves from Tomas Nosek and Zach Whitecloud at 12.27 of the third period to make it 4-3 Vegas. Again on the power play, Alec Martinez would add to the lead. Nosek left circle, feeds right, and a shot, they score! The Knights have taken a 5-3 lead. Alec Martinez got the dish deep on the right wing side from Tomas Nosek. That's Martinez from Nosek and Theodore at 14.46 of the third period to make it 5-3 Vegas with a two-goal lead. Keegan Colasar would take a penalty and Evander Kane would get one back for San Jose. It's down towards the corner, now out high. Eric Carlson shoots, tipped on goal to save. Rebound, score! Flurry made the initial save, but he could not freeze it, and the Sharks are within a goal. That's Kane from Eric Carlson and Tomas Hurdle at 15.54, the third period to make it 5-4 Vegas. As San Jose would continue to push, they'd pull Devin Dubnik for the extra attacker. The Golden Knights would defend, and all that was left was the final call. Five seconds to go. Burns back to his own line. He'll run out of time. Shot is knocked down at the horn. Vegas wins 5-4 Knights. Wow, four goals in the third period for Vegas. 
they escape with another victory. And there you have it. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 5-4. to four. We're back to wrap it up on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 5-4. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. The Golden Knights get the early goal to set themselves up for success, then cannot find any success on the power play. San Jose takes the game over in the second period, and then it's the Golden Knights who could not find success early on the power play, couldn't miss on the power play in the third period. They go two for two in the third period, and that is how the Golden Knights wind up with their 20th win of the season in their 27th game. That next game is going to be on Friday against the LA Kings. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. Pre-game starts at 6 p.m., until then, we've got the extended post-game show next right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network post-game show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 5-4. to four. Wild game, crazy third period. The Golden Knights just never out of a game. And that's like through 27 games and 20 wins, 26-1 and one record, it's pretty plain to see that the Golden Knights really doesn't matter what the score says, doesn't matter how they're playing, they're just simply not out of a game. 702-876-1340 is the number. The phone lines tonight should be lit up absolutely lit up because you watch a game like that you see this team dig deep in the third period to come away with two points this is the type of game as a fan you want to call in and talk about it and quite frankly i want to know what your individual highlight of the night is what play stood out most to you in this game 702 876 1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. We've got Sal waiting. Sal, how you doing? Doing great. Um, if there's one thing that has really changed as far as the culture of this team, I mean, I remember years one and two in the first month or two of year three, if this team was down by two goals or more, it was I could count on one hand the number of times they, they, they salvaged the point or got the comeback win. And ever since the bubble, and through the bubble and this year, I mean, a two-goal lead is a deficit 
is not one to be fearful of and, and to see this team continually routinely come back and, and get wins. Um, it's, it's incredible. And this was clearly a game that was not a must win. It was not, um, anything that, you know, was, it wasn't going to be a big deal if they did, if they didn't come out with the two points, but the fact that they still fought through and, and got the two points in regulation, um, just, it's just really incredible. Something special to say about this team and the coaching staff. You know, Sal, you bring up a great point. This is a resilient team. The fact that they did it without Alex Tuck in the lineup, no Chandler Stevenson in the lineup, Alex Petrangelo out of the lineup, Marc-Andre Fleury starting his uh, his 17th game in 18 games. Uh, I mean, it, it just really goes beyond this team and their expectations this season. They're doing something special here. Oh, oh yeah, and, and this, this was a game that the Sharks played even better tonight than they did two nights ago. And uh, Devin Duke, I mean, if, if Martin Jones is in the, in the goal tonight, they might not have needed to come back. They might have been up, you know, 4 nothing, 4-1 even before this. But Duke did the best he could, and the Sharks, just, his teammates around couldn't support him. All right. Thanks for the call, Sal. 702-876-1340 is the number. This is the game you want to call in. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing tonight? Uh, great. That was um, recovering from the adrenaline crash after that one, really, because that was something. I, I, I don't know if I can pick just a moment. Can it just be the whole third period? Because that was something to witness. Sure can. It's your call. <laughs> it's your it, like, it's your post game show. So yes, you absolutely can. Uh, third period, great comeback. I, Tomas Nosek really coming through for Vegas. And I feel like. Uh, the last few times that I've called in, I've said, like, it's important and we have to watch because they don't just give up if they have a bad second period. And yet again tonight, like, that's exactly what happened. They kind of did not do great in the second period, to say it nicely, mm-hmm. and didn't let that get behind them, get under their skin. Any of that came back. Mark Stone fighting, Marshy fighting. Like, that was, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, um, a power play goal while Mark Stone is in the box. And, like, what's, I don't know what's going on tonight, but I love it. All right, Stephanie, thank you for the call. It was one of the crazier games I think I've seen live and certainly one of those games that, that you don't want to replicate if you are the coaching staff, but if you're a fan, you just have to enjoy it. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Eric. Eric, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. What a game to watch. Unbelievable. It's had vibes of the first season. This team seems to be coming together in the strangest ways. That fight with the captain, first season ever having a captain. Let's be honest, not the best fight, but the timing was fantastic. Just unbelievable. What a game to be at. First game in a year. Thrilled to be there. Just wow. Unbelievable. I don't know what else to say. Eric, were you in the building tonight? Uh, yes. What did you think? What did you think of the game from the building? Like, what was that feeling like for you? It was uh, a really odd feeling. It was almost exactly a year ago to the day we were in the, uh, the, the we were at the last home game of last season, and we're lucky enough to get uh, tickets to this game. And it was. Uh, 
unbelievable. It was a little bit weird in the beginning, uh, but the way that game ended was just almost like season one magic. Just unbelievable. What a great time. Eric, it's Dar- to be there. Eric, it's Darren Millard just jumping in here. So you were at the last game <laughs> at T-Mobile last year, <laughs> and you were there tonight. Did I hear yeah. that correctly? Yeah. So just put them in. Yeah. So Ryan Reeves would like to get a hold of you, I think, yeah, and right? make sure that you come to all the games because that <laughs> tonight was his last. The tonight when he scored was the first goal since that last game uh, that you talked about that you were at. So you uh, must be the good luck charm. I'm actually aware of that, and I'll take it. <laughs> Tell my boy to, to hit me up. That's awesome. All Good right, job. Eric. Eric, we will see you at T-Mobile Arena on Monday. Well done, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Jake. Jake, how are you tonight? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Um, the thing I have to say about this year's team is that they expect to win when they go on the ice. No matter what the, what what faces in front of them, whether they're winning the game or they're fall behind, they expect the end result is that they're going to win. And that's the attitude that they have, and you can see it. I mean, no team is perfect in any sport, but these guys are pretty close to that when it comes to playing great hockey. And, again, that's what they want. They want to win. They expect to win. If certain guys are out that are hurt, the next guy up, as they say, takes over, and they all contribute. And that's what I love about this team. When when Mark Stone fought tonight, that was the point where I went, ooh, I'm not sure that the comeback's going to happen tonight. Because you lose your captain, really? your catalyst, mm. for, for five minutes. And while I, I give him credit for the fight, and, and it did at the time, there was part of me going, okay, you... You're now going to the back half of the third period without him able to, to, to be able to roll him out. And it didn't matter. Well, I'll tell you, and thanks for the call, Jake. Like, that was the moment where I felt like it was inevitable because I thought San Jose was rattled. And, and good on, good on Tom, uh, Tomas Hurdle for, for answering the bell, for, for trying to stick up for his teammate and in engaging in that fight with Mark Stone. But when you've got Mark Stone with that energy going to the box and everyone's on their feet, that really, I think, rattled the San Jose Sharks. That allowed the Golden Knights to really ride some momentum in that third period. It's funny how a scrap will do so much for one team over the other team. Sure, yeah, 100%. And it's, and it's not necessarily beating somebody up or filling in the opposition during a course of a scrap, it's who fights and showing everybody else that you care, that you are willing to lay it all out there and do something unusual. And and Reeves Reeves will fight. That'll change the momentum. Uh, But what happened tonight was a little unusual. It was an interesting third period, to say the least. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Carnell. Carnell, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. How are you? That's Golden Pipes. That's the boy. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, How you doing? Uh, you know, the, the voice was a little tired tonight from screaming my head off uh, while we were in there for that third period. That so, was fun. And th- you know what? That was a, a night where you could tell getting the crowd into it mm-hmm. made a difference. Like the building did change tonight in that third period. Man, just. Yeah, the whole thing, you know, we keep talking about the second period wasn't all that great. 
but it just it all turned around. It was a weird energy going into the third period, and I got to tell you, the one moment for me in the third period, and I wanted to know if you guys agree with me, is there was that split second where they had the empty net and Flurry came out to play the puck, and I thought for <laughs> one second he was going to take the shot. You, you know, you know what? I'll tell you. If it was a two-goal game, I think he tries. And in a one-goal game, in that situation, I don't think he's ever going to put himself before the team, and that's why I don't think he took the shot. But there have been a couple of times over the last couple of games where Mark Andre Fleury's come out to make that play, and I've thought, "Come on, just go for it. Just, just go for it." I'm I'm waiting for it, and that's going to be the day that I lose my voice for a week. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing: we all know who's not singing the national anthem if you go down. That's for sure. <laughs> don't we? I don't. You know what? I don't know. I I, I wouldn't mind you stepping in uh, once or twice. There. Hey, I think I speak for everybody that would be here at T-Mobile Arena. We do. Uh, we do. <laughs> we do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and and so do uh, so does uh, society. Hey, uh, before I let you go, like the the thing that impresses me about this comeback, in particular, is it didn't start with a goal in the first minute of the third period. Or something that happened that was magnificent in the first three minutes. It was it was six and a half minutes before yep. Cody Glass scored. There was some time to to not not get dejected, but some time for San Jose to do something before that thing came together. And and Vegas, when they did get it, just put the pedal down, Carnell. It you know same thing. I was so you know, all of the the night line, and we were all just kind of watching and we're like okay this is this is kind of interesting we knew that you know with tuck being out with stevenson being out we didn't have the speed that we normally do and it showed for a split second um it was it was nice getting that first goal but man that that whole first period it was i don't know it was just a weird energy until the third period you're right. Uh, our national anthem correspondent, Carnell Johnson. Uh, thank you. Uh, and you call anytime you want. I uh, would love to talk to you, buddy. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good night. Be good. Thank you, Golden Pipes. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side, this is the extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 5-4. to And one of the weirdest games so far this season. 702-876-1340 is the number. I said it already. I'm going to say it again. This is your postgame show. This is one of those wins that you want to make sure you call in. Have your voice heard. What stood out most to you? What was the moment in the third period when you knew the comeback was going to, to go through, that the Golden Knights were going to be able to do it? Give us a call, 702-876-1340 is the number. Dan, you're up. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, like two callers ago, 379 days. In between the New Jersey Devils game and tonight's game was my first game back at the Fortress. My brother and I are season ticket holders. Defining moment in the third period, two of them. Right when the period started, my brother leans over to me and predicted that we were going to go to overtime as we're down 3-1. to one. 
I was a little reluctant until I saw the Hager bomb drop um, when Hague <laughs> dropped in that third goal. Um, the best part of that was the setup pass by Marshy, like right there at the point. And as soon as I saw Hague rip the stick back, tied the game, I knew at that point it was just a matter of time. I wasn't really surprised at the fourth and the fifth goal just because of the momentum swing. The crowd really got into it. It was just awesome to be there. Um, way too long overdue, but I'm glad that we're back at the Fortress as fans to be able to scream on our guys. Thanks for taking the call, guys. Thank you. Plus 14 in third period goal differential. Plus 14 and you're 27 games in. It's pretty good. That uh, that tells you, one, that uh, that you're able to come back and turn it on whenever you want. And number two, uh, they can just quite frankly flip a switch they they can and, and i think that that's something that this team has that makes them incredibly dangerous throughout this 56 game schedule because if they don't have their best game if they do initiate that if they do flip that switch they are capable of coming back taking wins away from the opposition 702-876-1340 is the number let's head back out to the phone lines bring in joe joe how are you I'm doing okay. How about you guys? Great. You I wanted talk about? to touch on, uh, well, two questions or two points I wanted to touch on. First of all, I think in their last loss against Minnesota, the fact that they came so close to coming back and winning that game, this, I mean, I've seen a different team on the ice since then. And even midway through that Minnesota game, it's been a different team. Um, and I wanted to know your opinion on that loss to Minnesota and how that's kind of fueled this team uh, from here on out. I think the the loss in Minnesota, and that was one week ago tonight, mm-hmm. that they fell on the Dylan Coughlin hat-trick night. I think it pissed them off. Yeah, I do too. And I I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that that they didn't necessarily have that game. And then they had that performance, those three goals from Dylan Coughlin. And it's not a a overjoyous moment for the kid who breaks through with a goal and then his first three in the league. It's it's always going to have that, that, mm, well, it came in a loss. Uh, And the other part of it is they were humbled. It it ticked them off, but it's humbling when when you lose – consecutive games like they did in Minnesota and you're you're having this dream season they came back and you, whatever motivation uh, works for you good on you but you got to channel it the right way and they did that they've, they've won four games in a row 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side and you should join us on the other side this is the extended po- post game show Fox Sports Las Vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat San Jose 5-4. Wacky game, Mm -hmm. but for me, the stat that stands out. 0-3 on the power play until the third period. 2-for-2. Like the Golden Knights power play, though it detracted at the beginning of the game, came through when it mattered most. And I will say the fans are the, is the part that jumps out to me. 
when the fans first came back to this building, the Golden Knights allowed four goals in the second period to the Minnesota Wild and bolted in the third period to a couple of goals and won it in overtime. Mm -hmm. Tonight, San Jose scores three goals in the second period. All looks lost. The fans came alive in the third period, and it was a four-goal frame from the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I, I think sometimes it can be overstated. In this situation, I think the people in the building, even at 15 and 20% capacity, had a real impact on momentum and propelling that team when there was a bit of a spark over the top. Yeah, the, the the fans tonight were really, really engaged. And in that third period, you could feel the energy. Mm. And, and I think the players certainly fed off of that as they were able to complete the comeback. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Darren Millard. I'm not asking for your rating of the game. That comes tomorrow. That'll be fun. I'll need a full day to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, your rating of the third period as a standalone. 20 minutes. That's it. Nothing else to go on. Your rating of that period. Uh, what's better than Bob Ross? Uh, Picasso. Probably. Okay, we'll go Picasso. Yeah, <laughs> that was we, that was a Picasso we, to we, you. Yeah, we could paint. Uh, we could paint the ceiling uh, here at T-Mobile Arena too. We could do some of that uh, little Michelangelo. We could do. There's there's a lot that we could paint around this building and the city because that was fantastic. Are and you are you going up there to paint? I love walking through the rafters of rinks. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. I do. I, when I, was the last time you did it? In in a rink. Uh, it'd be a couple I, of years. But I know I know what you're going to. I know what uh, the next bet is going to be for you. The next bet you're walk gonna across lose. that catwalk. Yeah, yeah. Montreal is one where you got to walk uh, across a bit of a catwalk. Calgary, uh, the Keystone Center, in Brandon. There's there's a, there's a few of them. It, it that, makes that me enjoy doing that. It makes me sick just looking at well, it. Well, there was a they, they they walked a tightrope tonight. They sure did. And they came up on the victorious side. There's there's different storylines to it, but at the end of the day, the Vegas Golden Knights are number one in the National Hockey League, top team out of 31 franchises when it comes to points percentage, and they join Tampa Bay and Carolina in the 20 win club. Life is good. Life is great for the Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights are on an absolute tear, 26-1 and in 27 games played, 41 points. The Golden Knights off to, and really emphatically through the first half of this season, among the top teams in the league, they have announced that they are ready to go next game will be on friday against the la kings in la robin leonard did serve as a backup tonight when will we see robin leonard in a game that's a question to be answered over the course of the next couple of days we will be with you on friday thanks to jeff rubino out here 
Well, he didn't turn many knobs, but he is out here. Uh, thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air, making us sound great. Thanks to Darren Millard for joining us. Thanks to you for calling into tonight's show. And that's going to do it for us here on the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Postgame Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.